0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, boys, I reckon this is it. Nuclear combat toe-to-toe with the Ruskies. Well, certainly, let's hope not. But that's the thought that is on everybody's mind these days as we watch Russia continue to lose ground in its war against Ukraine and its illegal invasion of Ukraine. And as the Ukrainians continue to push back and gain ground... And Vladimir Putin saber-rattles over the prospect of being willing to use some limited-scale nuclear weapon, perhaps a small attack or a tactical battlefield-scale nuclear weapon, something that the world has never seen before since we've been nuclear attack-free ever since World War II. But now remarks made by the president at a Democratic senatorial campaign committee indicate that he is also taking this very seriously. There's no video of the event, but the quote from the White House is, think about it. We've not faced the prospect of Armageddon since Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis. We've got a guy I know fairly well. His name is Vladimir Putin. I spent a fair amount of time with him. He's not joking when he talks about the potential use of tactical and nuclear weapons, or biological or chemical weapons, because his military is, you might say, significantly underperforming. It's part of Russian doctrine that they will not, they will not, if the motherland is threatened, they'll use whatever force they need, including nuclear weapons. I don't think there's any such thing as an ability to easily, and it says lose in the transcript, I assume he meant use, a tactical nuclear weapon and not end up with Armageddon. So the president is certainly concerned about this, and his concerns aren't based only on the statements of Vladimir Putin, but you have Ramzan Kadyrov, who is the pro-Putin strongman in ruling Russia's Chechen Republic, who said in a post on a social media platform named Telegram, I don't know what the Ministry of Defense reports to the Supreme Commander-in-Chief, he's talking about Russia, but in my personal opinion, more drastic measures should be taken, up to the declaration of martial law in the border areas and the use of low-yield nuclear weapons. So this is certainly very concerning stuff. Now, you might be wondering, how close are we to something like this happening? Well, the Doomsday Clock is a device invented in the 1940s, 47 specifically, in order to try to give people a picture of how close are we to destroying the planet with nuclear weapons since certainly post-World War II this was a concern on everybody's minds. Now, in the very beginning, it was set to 7 minutes to midnight, 11.53 p.m., And ever since then, it's been moved forward several times, the most recent move coming in January of 2020, two years before the Russian invasion of Ukraine, where it was set from two minutes to midnight to 100 seconds to midnight. Now, for my part, I've always felt like I don't really feel the distinction much between 100 seconds, 120 seconds, or 420 seconds, the original position. That all seems really close to me. So if the point of this was to make us feel ever more concerned, I'm not sure the device works. But the underlying assessment that we are now closer than we've ever been to this concern is certainly real. And the challenge for Vladimir Putin is, if he's backed into a corner unwilling to relent, what would he do? People talk quite a bit about tactical nuclear weapons used on the battlefield, but the general consensus is that the Russian military is too incompetent to use those effectively. So the more likely thinking, at least based on some of the articles we've got at Newsweek, is that if indeed he were to use anything in this regard, it might be a limited nuclear strike against some of the cities in western Ukraine. A simultaneous show of power and resolve while also inflicting devastating results on the enemy in an effort to get them to back off their trying to retake the areas of Ukraine that Russia already occupies. But based on the resolve the Ukrainians have shown in response to the invasion of their country, it's not at all obvious that they would crumble even if attacked with nuclear weapons. In fact, it's entirely possible that they might take that as a provocation that would embolden them to fight back even more robustly against the Russians than they already are. Now, some people have theorized that there might be a kind of show of force, you know, a use of a nuclear weapon that wouldn't be an actual attack. It would just be designed to show the West that Putin is willing. But, of course, if all you're willing to do is make a show of the fact that you're willing to use them, that's actually more of a statement that you're not willing to use them than that it is. So that's been kind of ruled out as a possibility. But if Vladimir Putin decides to use them in a limited way, what would be the response? And more to the point, is Joe Biden willing to use nuclear weapons? The answer, at least theoretically, is yes. In 2020, President Biden pledged to declare that the sole purpose of nuclear weapons is to deter a nuclear attack against the United States or its allies. But in the end, he actually approved a version of a policy from the Obama administration that allows the use of nuclear weapons also in retaliation to a nuclear attack or in response to certain very extreme versions of non-nuclear threats as well. And remember, the reason that we have nuclear weapons, at least theoretically, is not to use them. The reason we have them is to prevent anybody else from using them, but discouraging them or deterring them from using them requires them believing that we would use them and that we would use them to devastating effect. As Dr. Strangelove so clearly explained it in the Stanley Kubrick classic. Deterrence is the art of producing in the mind of the enemy The fear to attack. That's it. And with the United States having the triad of nuclear forces from the air, from the land, and from the sea, something which the Russians also have, the inability to wipe out your opponent's nuclear weapons on a first strike of any kind makes it impossible to believe that you can survive, essentially, a nuclear exchange because everybody fires everything eventually. But back to the response, what would Biden do if there were some, let's say, limited-scale attack by Vladimir Putin? Well, one possibility is that he could simply urge the West to ramp up sanctions and impose more harm, and certainly Russia would be a pariah in the international stage. But the basic problem with this is that everybody has always assumed and expected that if there were a nuclear strike there would be a retaliatory nuclear strike and anything less than that would likely undermine the entire psychological architecture of the deterrence model. A second option would be a conventional military attack against Russia where the United States actively engages in warfare directly against our adversary without using nuclear weapons. Even though this would be less than the nuclear response that so many people would anticipate or expect, that lessness allows it to avoid the possibility of escalating to full-scale nuclear war with the Russians. And then you have the third possible response, an actual nuclear launch. A proportional response tailored to the attack by Vladimir Putin that would be equal or similar in strength designed to retaliate in a proportional way. And obviously the risk of that would be further escalation or retaliation by Russia, especially since, again, like a conventional response, this would involve the United States acting militarily directly against Russia as opposed to proxy warfare through Ukraine through the supplying of material only. So is Putin really considering nuclear weapons? What sort of use would he actually engage in? What sort of response would come from the West, and is President Biden or some other NATO ally willing to respond in kind if he does launch an attack? These are all questions that at this point remain to be answered, as most of us do feel like that 100 seconds on the Armageddon clock has been cut down significantly since 2020. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek.